Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I don't even have to say anything, man. Y'all already know what it is. <laughs> we got a special guest on the State of the Saints podcast. We got Big Q, man. Hey, hey, Q, man, every time every time I think about your name, man, I think about Juice. I, I don't know. Like, you, you remember when Tupac was, like, screaming for old boy? It was like, hey, yo, Q. <laughs> so, man. But we, but we got Big Q on the show, man, from the Sports Cobra, man. What's going on, Big Q? I'm chilling, TJ, man. Uh, much love to my dog, TJ, over here at the State of the Saints podcast, man. Like I said, man, I'm always honored to do uh, to do a collab with TJ, bro. He a hometown man. He a lower nine man like myself. And uh, <laughs> much love to that brother on every level. Appreciate what he doing, his contributions to the Who That Nation, man. We got a real, real good guy here. Thank you, TJ. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Big Q, for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Like I said before, we even fired it up. You have a lot of people that have been looking forward to this, man. So, <laughs> well, I hope I hope we don't disappoint, man. You know what I'm saying? Especially from my end, but <laughs> we got a lot of things to discuss. Uh, we got to talk about the New Orleans Saints, of course. We got to get into Alvin Kamara's contract, him returning to camp, and um, so many other things, man. But first, let's go ahead and start it off. Alvin Kamara missed three days of camp. Some people were saying it was unexcused absence. Some people say he was actually in the building. Big Q, what do you think about Alvin Kamara missing three days of camp and him coming back to camp on yesterday? Well, that's a lot. That's a lot there, TJ, my man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kind of, you know how I go, bro. But I mean, I'm. It, it, it's what the thing about Kamara, man, is uh, it's conflicting information, 100%, TJ. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? We got the stuff uh, that he was uh, saying that initially that he was, uh, that he was, you know, it was unexcused. Right. And TJ, you know what unexcused mean, bro. Yeah. That mean you don't have the permission to take your, you know what, out of there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so I mean, but it, but I, you know, the way I look at it is, he had an opportunity, man. When it was all said and done, to kind of, uh, you know, just leave it at that. You know, we knew it was he had the perfect alibi that you were negotiating his contract. Right. Uh, he could have just left it at that. Well, you know, you know, we had a situation. I thought that I just needed to be away and just mm -hmm. leave it at that. Right. Uh, instead, then uh, it comes out that he had took shots in his back, that he had a shot in his back. And I don't yeah. know how credible that report is, but right. uh, Amy just asked uh, Sean Payton about it. He gave a real, a real disrespectful comment. Like, I think if, you know, you know, if he's excused and he was just his whole aura was wrong. I, I just didn't right. appreciate how he, how you, he attacked, how he uh, went at the lady like that. But right. I just think that it's a whole big old mess, TJ. You know what right. I'm saying? Why would he go and use his own doctor for shots and not let the Saints uh, personnel know about the shots? And I think and then there was a situation with him and Sean Payton getting into it. And I think Sean was probably upset that he didn't tell him that he had some type of situation going on where he would need shots in his back. So I thought it was a whole big old convoluted mess, in my opinion, bro. Well, I feel like uh, the person that or the people that leaked the story was actually the Saints organization. Because I look yeah. at it like yeah. they did it for leverage. Because yes. if you look at Alvin yeah. Kamara right now, I mean, he has all the leverage in the world. I mean, we know what he brings to the table offensively for the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints know what he brings to the table. And they felt like by putting these stories out here, you know, and I, I, was, I never bought it, okay? Because I feel yeah. like the media has a way of spinning things. Yes. Like if I, okay, for example, like if, I, if I'm talking to you about a car, right, and I say yeah. – 
you know what I'm saying? What you think about your car? Well, you'd be like, well, yeah, I like my car. You know what I'm saying? It has like about 150,000 miles on it. If I if my car breaks down, I might consider getting another car. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> like me writing and saying, Big Q going to get another car. Like, nah, <laughs> you, you didn't say he was going to get another car. You just said, like, it's a possibility. Right. I mean, there's also a possibility you can go to the mechanic shop, get it fixed. Right. It's the same situation when it came to Alvin Kamara, man. Like, they probably was talking, you know, they probably were talking to the media. Media probably uh, asked them what they think about the contract. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to get something done, but if we can't get anything done, we might consider a trade. And all yeah. of a sudden, they ran with it, okay? So, yeah. I mean, so they, they had enough wiggle room in order right. for them to kind of maneuver themselves up out of it. It was just yeah. a big circus to me. Um, I felt like he was in a facility the whole entire time. I think that it was the New Orleans Saints that leaked it. I don't. I, I never bought into this whole um, he he was going to get traded because the Saints know where he is to that team. Yeah. They know his value, man. Right. And they need to pay that man. They need to stop right. playing. Like, they need to stop joking. Like uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people know who that nation going at him, uh, mm-hmm. saying that oh man he's selfish. You know, you know, but they weren't saying that. When Drew Brees about to get paid, you know what I'm saying? It took uh, uh, the majority of the capital. You know, it's like right. so. This man is out here producing. This man right. is out here being a difference maker. Give mm-hmm. that man his bread. Give him, give him his skriller. That's all I'm got. <laughs> TJ, bro, you 100 percent right, bro. On that, bro, you 100 percent right, my man. And uh, I think Elvin Kamara definitely deserved his bread. Uh, you know, I covered that on the show uh, mm-hmm. maybe yesterday and the day before that. Right. The fact that we never make any bones about McCaffrey getting his money. Right. And then there's these percentages that they throw. Well, McCaffrey deserved the 16 million annually uh, as opposed to Kamara. He doesn't deserve it because he only represents 70 something percent of the Saints offense. Right. And, and, and uh, Christian McCaffrey represents 90 percent of Carolina. Well, I say, right. well, let's challenge that. Ninety percent right. of the offense means that you are you. You represent damn near all of 100 percent of your offense, which means your right. team sucks. Right. Carolina's terrible. They garbage. Right. But even if you was to take Christian McCaffrey and put him on the Saints team, he would not represent such a high percentage of the Saints offense because Mike, because uh, Mike Thomas is there, Jared Cook there, and several other really high-profile right. options are there for the team. Right. So I wouldn't necessarily uh, go by this. And then just if you give him the 70%, TJ, that still represents 70% out of 100%. You can't go no higher than 100% of the offense, right. bro. Right. So that's still a high percentage offense. And based on his numbers, he sits entrenched between the 15 million from Zeke that sits above them. And uh, and I say he's over whatever they paid your boy from Cincinnati mixing the 12 yeah. something odd million. So I, I agree with you. I think that should that should be the mark. Yeah. And I think that is unfair uh, for people to evaluate Alvin Kamara based on what the Saints ask him to do. It's not yeah. to say that he won't be able to do more things if he went to another team. You know, I think right. when you look at Alvin Kamara. I think you have a, a combination of a guy that can do several things. But right. if he was to go to like, I, I would say half of the NFL teams out there, I think mm-hmm. he'll still be a, a quality back. And in some situations, he'll probably be like one of those top three backs. Right. I, I don't think people give him enough credit for running between the tackles. I don't think people give him enough credit for being a power back, uh, you know, because they, they, when they think about him, they think about him doing finesse things, right? Catching the ball out of the backfield, lining up in a slot, line, lining up on the outside, or maybe throwing a pass to Josh Hill. But that's mm-hmm. what the Saints want him to do. That's what right. they ask of him. It's not to say that if he was to go somewhere like Pittsburgh, he won't be able to run between the tackles or Seattle 
where you know they they have those two tight end sets and you know they hand the ball off about 20 plus times a game i think that he can be that type of back i right. just think that what the saints accent of him makes people believe that he can't do it you don't average 4.7 yards per carry and and can't carry the ball between the tackles you just don't i mean that i mean that's the way i look at it now um, you you spot on that bro that, that that on the money you're absolutely right absolutely right that's and that's another uh incomplete uh crap statement of what i call craptastic statement by a lot of people <laughs> that just don't get it about this man they, they could tj they keep calling him a running back and i'm like that's that that term and then of course the stigma about the running back position being devalued has been just propagated and now everybody it's almost a fact now well the running backs ain't worth their dime a dozen well why they don't say that about a wide receiver Right. Why they don't say that about uh, uh, most some of these offensive linemen? Mo a lot of them are dime a dozen. We got a dime right. a dozen offensive linemen on our team right now making six million dollars. It should be making it, right. but the but the reality at the end of the day, you are absolutely right, man. This kid, this man is on a on a very high. He's a when you talk about him, bro, you add his his his. It's a scrimmage yard situation. You talk about scrimmage yards, you adding everything together, right? You know, and that's then he's up there with Christian McCaffrey. Now I would even throw up that TJ and you tell me what you think on that, that if you take uh, uh, what Kamara's production and had, he had not gotten injured last year, his mm -hmm. production would have been comparable to what Christian McCaffrey was doing. Yeah, that's true. So I, I, I agree. so I agree. I agree with you on that with the inside, bro, because he's good at doing it and you have seen enough of him to run inside that tackle. He's very powerful. Maybe he was dragging, dragging linebackers running through the grass of defensive linemen, which is not easy to do. So I, I definitely agree with you, T. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just think that sometimes like we fall into that trap of what the media uh, gives us. You know, when they right. talk about Alvin Kamara, they, they look at him as a scat bag. I never looked at him as being a scat bag, man. And that's one of the reasons why we fell in love with him so much was because of his ability to bounce off those linebackers, man, and, and have great balance. I mean, when you start talking about stuff like that, I mean, when you think about people with great balance, you think about people like like the Emmitt Smiths of the world, the Barry Sanders of the world, you know, like guys that have great balance, they're elusive, you know, and they break tackles. Right. You know, you think of, I mean, you, you think about guys like that. So I, I just never fell into that trap. And I know the national media, I, I really don't think they follow the Saints like we do. I mean, no, they don't. Know, Not even close, bro. Right. Not even close. Right. We know the nooks and crannies of the New Orleans Saints, you know, and, you know, these guys, they probably have their interns stay up all night, give me some information on Alvin Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they just give us this vanilla information. Oh, he's a scat bag. And they just take it and run with it. And, right. you know, their voice is a little bit louder than ours because they, they reach a, a, you know, a whole bunch of people nationwide, worldwide or whatever. Right. So that's the narrative of Alvin Kamara. But mm -hmm. me and you, we know he's more than just somebody that just catch the ball out of backfield. He's a guy that can do some everything. Right. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the defense. Uh, we talk about Marcus Davenport. Let's start with him. Uh, Davenport, he gained 20 pounds of muscle. Uh, he looks bigger. He's a little bit more explosive than he was last season. And he already came out and said that he wants to be better than Cam Jordan. What does he have to do to be better than Cam Jordan, Big Q? Stay on the field, TJ. <laughs> Simple as that, my brother. Just stay on the field because uh, – Marcus Davenport, man, he 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 he's he has so much potential, bro. Right. He's an athletic freak, bro. He's what six, what six, 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 seven. Right. His cat cat-like quickness, and then people underestimate his strength prior to this year, but he's still very strong. But his problem has always been he could not fight off the injury bug. 
Right. And I'm thinking that and, and you know, I've said that a couple of years ago when they drafted. I said, you don't have to look at Ziggy Ansa or any rest of these other guys. Look at Cam Jordan. And I think with him working out with Cam with the whole C-19 stuff and him working out with Cam and him working on his technique. Right. And I think he will get better. But the issue is, can Cam Cam just needs to stay on the field, bro. And he'll he'll realize everything, his, his entire potential, everything. If right. he can just fight that injury bug and stay on the field. Yeah, I, I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, everything about him analytically shows that he's on an uptick. Yeah. Uh, I think that he has all of the tools to be better than Cam Jordan. I, I think that he does need to work on his technique, and I, I think that people underestimate his run-stopping ability, which I think yeah. is probably the best part of his game right now. Right, but right. Think, he, he's really good at that. Yeah, I think those 20 pounds of muscle is, is going to help him. And, I mean, it seems like that's been a narrative of the New Orleans Saints team. I mean, you look at Andrews Pete, he actually lost 15 pounds. He talked about that in the interview yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Carl Grandison, who actually gained about 20 pounds of muscle. Yeah. You know, So right. it seems like these guys are really just taking it serious. And I'm, I'm interested to see, man, uh, what type of player he can be. Uh, I, I know yeah. I have an issue with, with people giving up on guys that the same draft so quickly. I mean, this guy had mm-hmm. two seasons. And, I mean, he got hurt in both seasons. All of a sudden, people are starting to whisper the word bust, like bust. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean no. – but if but if you look at his stats, and I've said this countless times, if you look at his first two years and Cam Jordan's first two years, he's better than Cam Jordan. In his Great first point. Two years. Great so, point. I mean, I just wonder, like, why why was it that we had so much patience with Cam Jordan, but we didn't have enough patience with well, we don't have enough patience with Marcus Davenport, which I feel like he does deserve. I mean, he had four sacks uh, before he end up getting injured in the first, in, in the last two weeks of the season. You know, so yeah. uh, the last two games he played, he had four sacks total. So he was starting to like find his groove, and unfortunately, you know, he, he ended up getting hurt. But I, I'm not ready to give up on him yet. What about this Jadavian Clowney uh, 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 talk? You know, everybody wants Jadavian Clowney. You know, everybody wants to see Jadavian Clowney in the Saints uniform. Would you want to see Jadavian Clowney in the Saints uniform? Is there a place for him? I don't. Uh, uh, I would. Lo- I would love to see someone of uh, of his talents here. You know, I, to be honest with you, because I, I, I'm of the ilk, I'm of the, the school that we definitely need another pass rusher. I would like to have a veteran pass rusher uh, to kind of prop up Davenport. I'm not really big on Hendrickson. I do like Carl Grandison, but he's still right. very much of a question mark. Right. So, I, you know, for the for the interest of Super Bowl or bust, because obviously this is the narrative that everybody's pushing toward us. You know, what I'm saying, TJ, it's a right. Super Bowl, Super Bowl or bust year. Right. So Clay, a guy like a Clay Matthews or even a Ziggy Anza, a Jabal, a Jabal Short, or even a Cameron Week, a veteran defensive end that can come in and kind of alleviate the pressure off of Davenport because uh, he's not a bust. I agree with you. I think they're wrong to create a bust. And I think the difference between uh, the the patience with Cam when he first came in, I call him flat, flat top Cam. When flat top Cam first came in, he, he wasn't very good. He, was, he wasn't very good, bro. You know, it, it took him three to four years to uh, finally arrive and become dominant, man. Right. But but it but the, the difference is with Davenport, I think it's uh, the patience of the family, the, the, the fam, the family base is uh, very short because this is in Drew's final year. And we need to complement next to, to Cam Jordan uh, to kind of get that pass rush together. You know, the last two years has been wanting. And I think it's unfair, you right. know, and I think going into next year, you'll they'll provide a, 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 a situation where you can kind of walk him slowly in it. Like you would did with Sheldon Rankins with Sheldon Rankins coming back. You won't start him TJ, you know, you'll put on right. your mind in front of him. And if right. you're going to move him in kind of 
incrementally do it. I right. think that's the that's the move that should be for Davenport because if he gets hurt again, that could be really detrimental to his psyche as a young player. Right. And I think that him packing on the muscle is good because he needs that extra 20 pounds to make him a little bit more durable to deal with the, the season. But he did miss several uh, practices in a row. And some people are speculating that that's not because they're giving him rest, that he could have po- possibly developed uh, another injury, even though he did come back uh, the other day. So, I mean, it's I think it's a shame. I would never say that, TJ, about him being a bust. I think people are saying that need to be a little bit more patient with Davenport. And in terms of the Jadavion Clowney talk, bro, uh, I don't think the Saints will go for him. I think the Saints, uh, they, that ship is sailed. I think Everson Griffin would have been a, a better move for the obvious statements that I, I said. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the Everson Griffin take. You know, I yeah. was hoping that the Saints would have uh, ended up bringing him into the building. Me too. Uh, but but I really think that the Saints believe that they actually have a, a good collection of guys. Uh, I mean, the only problem is I think the Saints can have a dominant defensive line. It's just the the, the health issues like, right. you know, not being able to count on guys from Sunday to Sunday to be available for your team. For example, Trey Henderson. Right. I know you say you're not a big fan of him, but the first right. two weeks he led the team in sacks. He had four yeah. sacks. Right. Yeah. And all right. of a sudden he had the neck injury. We didn't see him anymore. Carl right. Granderson, a, a person I'm, I'm pretty high on. The reason why is because the guy spent six months in prison, you know, before he even yeah. came to the Saints, you know. Right. What a roller coaster that was, wasn't it, TJ? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, just imagine what this guy has been going through or right. what he went through last season. I mean, you're in prison for six months. You didn't know at, at, for some time. They didn't even know if he was going to get out. You know, that's right. I mean, luckily, that's right. you know, he was able to, you know, get out and, and the Saints. Uh, had confidence in him. They believed, you know, what he said and the, the, the story that happened. I won't get into it, but right. they believed him enough to put him back on the team. And he was, you know, he was productive for the most part. So I, that's why I say I, I look at these young guys and mm-hmm. I think that these guys have what it takes. And that's probably what the Saints are looking at. And they probably don't believe they need to get a Jadavion Clowney. You know, right. a person like Cameron Wake, I, I feel like that would be a good idea. I have to agree with you on that because. If there's a difference between Cameron Wake and a Jadavian Clowney. If right. Jadavian oh, yeah. Clowney comes into your he's defense, yeah, he's threatening the guy that's yeah. starting. You know, yeah. and I think the Saints understand like you don't want to mess with the confidence or the psyche of Marcus Davenport, especially if that's you feel point. like he's trying to develop and you want him to be the future of your franchise post Cam Cam Jordan. But somebody like Cameron Wake, who has seen it all, who has done it all, who's a seasoned veteran who's probably just going to be a part of the rotation and not a real threat right. to Marcus Davenport, I right. feel like he would be a better fit versus a guy who is coming in who feels like he has a lot to prove and he's probably playing with empty pockets because, as you can see, nobody wants to gamble on him right now. So what's he going to do? He's going to come in, he's going to put his best foot forward and try to put himself in an elite tax bracket in the right. next for the for the next offseason. So, right. yeah, but I, I, will, I go, go ahead, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, not to cut you off, TJ. No, no, go ahead, man. I agree with you on that, bro. Um, I think the Jadavion Clowney thing uh, is like, like I said, like Everson Griffin, but I think we've seen a lot more of Everson Griffin, 75 and a half something sacks on his career. Right. Uh, he is, he's been a saint killer for oh, the man. duration of his Viking team. Uh, the man. Saints tore up their offensive line because of Everson mm. Griffin and what Daniel Hunter do. But if you go back and look at the film, it was mostly Everson Griffin in there uh, wreaking heaven. He puts on. 
uh, his best version of himself and takes it personal when he takes on the Saints. So Everson Griffin for six million to your rival uh, to the west of us. Dallas is absolutely is, is, is preposterous to me. I think Jadavion Clowney's there because people are looking for a Super Bowl or bust move. They want the Saints to show him something on defense to let them know. And I think if and, and listen, I'm not saying go and get Jadavion Clowney because I like like I said, I like Everson Griffin better. But yeah. even if they, if they did, let's say if they actually did make that move, I think it'd be a one year deal or whatever. Uh, he sits there and I would not and I would not. And, and what I would do is split their reps if such a thing was to occur, was such a occur, because Cam is so versatile. You can kick them inside, outside. Right. But it just it's that Super Bowl of bus uh, that move to go over the top. I think a lot of people is is kind of pushing at it. You know what I'm saying? They go the, That move to take us over the top. And it's so as far as your, your, your Trey Henderson thing, you're absolutely right on Trey Henderson. Trey Henderson, when he's there, he's very productive. But right. when, that's the issue with Trey Hendrickson. He's been there less than Davenport, and he's Davenport's backup. Yeah. So, I mean, when is he going to finally put it together? And if they do, you, it's like a, people are very leery of having all these, these collection of defensive linemen that are ultimately all hurt competitively and repetitively together. And then you say, okay, finally this year they're going to all put it together. People are a little leery about that because they haven't seen it before. That's, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, people are expecting the Saints to try to put this this super team together, put right. all hands on deck in order for them to get over that hump. I mean, especially when they're looking at uh, the, the next team I want to talk to you about, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, we got to talk about it. I mean, a game is coming up uh, next Sunday. Uh, I know we're all excited about that week one. They just signed Leonard Fournette to a one-year deal. Yeah. We know about the offensive firepower they have. I mean, they, their pass rush isn't nothing to sneeze at either. No. Uh, I want to ask you about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, what do you think about them? Uh, you know, what do you think about Tom Brady? And what do you think Leonard Fournette can bring to the table? Leonard Fournette's a battering round, bro. I mean, he'll he'll come in there and he'll run angrily. You know, he got a one-year deal and he he's going to try to, uh, you know, uh, make something happen. Uh, whether he stays with Tampa or not, somebody's going to – he's going to try to make a case – uh, with another team or an extension somewhere. Right. But Tampa Bay is a serious threat to the Saints in, in terms of, I think, I'm not really too much concerned. I think the Saints, uh, interiorly speaking, de- defensive line can be able to handle them. I, I still say the strongest part of our defense overall is the interior defensive line. We are we are just so strong there, and I think we'll be one of the best top three in the NFL, if not the best. So I'm not really concerned with that aspect of the stopping Leonard Fournette, but they are putting a collection of pieces together that's that's pretty much interesting, and they swinging for the fences, TJ. You know right. what I'm saying? They're trying to bring this here thing on uh, home to Tampa Bay. They know the Super Bowl is up there. Right. They they putting Gronk, and then of course Tom Brady's one of the best man. He's one of the best. He's chasing right. Drew for whatever records Drew has. He right. brought Gronkowski out of. Uh, Retire, uh, retirement yeah. he's yeah. a weapon there then you have those two talented wide receivers there bro and don't forget that even though it's not the same shady mccoy up there he's still a guy that can help out in, in a limited role the defense is is a littered with a collection of lsu uh players that you know uh, that i like a lot uh they still there's a lot of youth there the defensive line is is interesting as well vita van the rest of those guys so right. i mean man you know we, we gotta we gotta handle our business bro you gotta handle our business. These people coming for the Saints. I've been saying that, man. We can't no longer sit up, no longer sit on the hill and say with our hands on our waist and say, "Oh, we the bad, we the bad, we three times." Now you can't do that no more, man. They got teams that got you that that go to sleep with you on with your face on the bullseye, yep. and they're shooting at you. So they're they're a team to watch out, bro. No doubt. 
Yeah, I mean, I just think that the chemistry uh, aspect of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to be a concern early in the season. That, that's true. Now, now, you might see it start to develop midway through the season, but right. I think the Saints have the advantage uh, in that regard. Uh, mm-hmm. I, look, if we playing Madden, Big Q, yeah. then I'll be concerned. I mean, I don't know what it is. I'm, if we're playing Madden and I was simulating a game, then I'll probably be a little bit concerned. Right. But I do feel like the Saints, with the team that they have, I feel like with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders mm-hmm. and I feel like the addition of Malcolm Jenkins really is going to help the Saints tremendously. Yes. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they they have a, a really great roster. I mean, full of usual suspects, not right. unusual, usual suspects, <laughs> familiar faces and, yeah. and nostalgia acts, you know, right. but that's cool. Well, I will say this about Leonard Fournette. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have their next running back for the next seven years. I think they're going to resign them. If you look at somebody like Ndamukong Suwo, I don't feel like they're going to bring back. I don't think they're going to pick up Vita Vea's uh, fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, And I don't think like they're going to bring back like somebody like JPP. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a place for Leonard Fournette. And I think they understand that Tom Brady is on like a three-year deal. Eventually, he's going to retire, right? right? So I always say the best friend of a young quarterback is a good offensive line, a good yep. defense, and a running game. So yep. if you keep somebody like Leonard Fournette who can give you 25, 30 carries a game, he can be that bell cow back. It can help out once Tom Brady decides to uh, transition into retirement. So, right. but back to the New Orleans Saints, um, I, like I said, I'm not cocky or arrogant like some people are, you know, and all up in the chats, all up in the groups on Facebook and other social media outlets talking about how the Saints is going to dominate. Look, I know that Tampa is going to be a threat. Okay. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. I mean, he has six Super Bowls, regardless of how you want to talk about it, He won them, rather you talking about deflated footballs, or binoculars over a stadium, looking at your plays, <laughs> whatever you want to say. The guy has six Super Bowls. He's arguably the greatest quarterback to ever laced up a pair of cleats. Yep. And just, you know, and just because we got Drew Brees on the other side that can call plays, trust and believe, they got a guy on their side that can call plays, that can manipulate defenses just like Drew Brees can. That's so right. We have to be on our A game come week one. I'm excited about the game. I know there's not going to be any fans in the stands, and I get it. You know, the, the crowd, the Superdome is loud and crazy, but it, it comes a time where, you know, one team has to go up against another team and let a, made a best man win. You know, to right. me, this is almost like, you know, a national championship game, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nobody just there cheering for one particular team. You know what I'm saying? It's split. So, I mean, you don't have any fans there, so it's it kind of going to be like an atmosphere like that, made a best team win. Yeah, I just yeah. want to. I just hope that the Saints are ready. I think that they have all tools on deck, and I think that the Saints can go. You know, go toe to toe with them. I, I don't have any doubt about that. Uh, Malcolm, yeah, right. Malcolm Jenkins is the last uh, question I want to ask you. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins comes back to the New Orleans Saints, come from Philadelphia, played there six years. Now he's in the secondary alongside some very talented cornerbacks and safeties. What does he bring to the table? And do you think he is that missing piece to help the Saints get over that hump, especially late, mm. late, mm. late in the fourth quarter? Mm. <laughs> Can he help him out? <laughs> well, bro, I had to do that. I had to shoot an amen on that one now, TJ, man. <laughs> You're absolutely right. What Malcolm brings, man, is uh, he's very intelligent, man, very intelligent on the back end. And what he's really good at is on-field mentoring, man. He helps uh, the younger guys around him see things that they usually wouldn't see. 
So I mean, I got to give Malcolm Jenkins that high high intelligence is why the Saints have him back. It's good to see him back here in the Saints black and gold, by the way. Good right. to see him back. And I think yeah. he'll help Mel, he'll help Marcus Williams out tremendously back mm-hmm. there, by the way. And he help, help him perhaps have him to help him take that next step to where he belongs. So right. I think that's a major part of it. And Sean Payton, you can give him major credit for bringing Jenkins back because right. he recognized that intelligence back there late in games and more importantly, in the playoff games right. is what we need him. And you'll see guys like Sanders, uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders and um, Malcolm uh, Jenkins really thrive in that role. Yeah. I think Malcolm Jenkins uh, is a really good, smart, instinctive football player. Yep. I think him leaving the New Orleans Saints probably was the best thing that ever happened to him yep. in his career. And, you know, I, I hate to say it like that, but Sometimes guys have to leave in order for them to, you know, come back and be the player that you wanted them to be in the first place. You're right. I look at somebody like Patrick Robinson. You know, Patrick oh. Robinson, I know he's been hurt, but he's a much better player than he was when he was with the Saints coming out of Florida State back in 2010. Right. You're Sometimes right. you got to go somewhere. You know, you got to learn different defenses. You got to, you know, learn different schemes if you're an offensive player or whatever. And, and if you just so happen to go back to the team, you might be a much better, more polished player. Malcolm Jenkins is a leader on the field and off the field. He has two Super Bowls. He automatically comes in with cachet. He automatically comes in with players actually respecting him for what he has done as far as like, you know, with the social justice issues, uh, galvanizing the rest of the players, you know, trying to get um, things passed, getting money in order to try to help some of these causes. The guy is just a one There's nothing, you know what I'm saying? Much you can just say about that. And the defense in training camp, has been getting the best of the offense, and that is what you want to hear. You definitely yep. want to hear that your defense is getting the best of your offense because we know for years the New Orleans Saints offense has been dominant. And yep. in practice, we heard the defense getting roasted and toasted out there. It's good to hear that the defense is getting the upper hand on the offense because that means that you're not going to be playing high-powered offenses like the Saints every single week. So the defense can go out there and have a really big game, man. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. You're going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're going to play Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, high-powered offenses. So you want to hear your defense is getting up a hand on the elite offense like the Saints. Uh, but, Big Q, but Big Q, I want to say thank you very much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate it. And before you go, man, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. Oh, sure. Thank you, TJ. Uh, you come on over to the uh, to the channel. We're going to have TJ to come on here, man. We're going to make I this uh, a regular thing here for my dog, TJ, to pop on at least once a month. Try to get you on there, bro. I appreciate uh, it. You know, but yeah, you can get uh, you can go over to the PRO Media Network uh, on YouTube. and You can find me there or uh, Pro Radio, uh, several different things. Facebook, Big Q and the Guys uh, podcast, Twitter, the Sports Coma. But just put in there the sports coma, and you'll be able to find me on there on YouTube. Yeah, man, definitely, man. I also want to give a special shout out to Kevin, uh, who has donated. He said, "Thank you guys for doing this." Uh, the national media doesn't follow the team daily like we do. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, they they don't follow that. Uh, special shout out to uh, Derek. I see my boy Kimo in here. Uh, Jared Poor Junior. I mean Everett. I mean so many man people that follow. Uh, the state of the saints as well as your uh, your uh channel as well man you know so it's always good man when saints fans can get together uh discuss football uh discuss new orleans saints uh i really do appreciate it big q and we're looking forward to your commentary man on the sports coma thank you so much 
Thank you. Appreciate the invite, my brother. And uh, who that to you? Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, man. Y'all, you take care. You too, bro. Peace. Right. Yeah. yeah, man. That's Big Q right there, man. Shouts out to him. Uh, good solid dude right there, man. So want to say thank you all for checking out uh, the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, be sure to check out the audio version of the State of the Saints podcast on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Anchor FM. I'm really trying to push the audio podcast. So I'm asking each and every one of you to take a few seconds, just a few seconds to subscribe and follow the State of the Saints podcast on one of those audio uh, streaming apps. Uh, also, Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast, and also YouTube.com, search uh, The State of the Saints podcast. And now the State of the Saints podcast is sponsored by Pow Audio, man. So y'all check out PowAudio.com, P-O-W-Audio.com. Uh, they have man, a portable speaker. Check this out, a portable speaker. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and you can actually close it up and open it up. You know what I'm saying? Like you can fit it easily into your backpack. Uh, it's water resistant and they have so many different, uh, different Bluetooth speakers to choose from, man. Collapsible Bluetooth speakers available on powaudio.com, P-O-W-audio.com. Thank you all so much. Really do appreciate it. We'll be back a little bit later and I'll be able to take some of your questions, but this is the state of the saints podcast. And all I got to say is, who that?